0: You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown. This is episode number 51, How to Break Unhealthy Relationship Patterns for Good. It's kind of funny how this episode came about. Last weekend, my husband and I were at the Barrett-Jackson car auction here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and about halfway through walking around and looking at all the exhibits and all the absolutely ridiculously beautiful cars... I started getting a download. So I whip out my phone, and I'm verbally talking into voice notes. And at some point, my husband turns around and looks at me like, what are you doing? And I just kind of looked at him, and he just kept walking. I think by now he knows. Just be quiet when his wife is uh, talking into the phone. But this is a super, 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 super important episode. I know I say that about all of them, but I really feel like There's just some information that everybody could benefit so much from, and one of the things that I pretty much deal with all the time, actually it's kind of the core of my work, is unhealthy relationship patterns. People have situations in their lives that they're not enjoying, and they want to figure out how to fix it, and they most of the time kind of know sort of what's going on, but they don't really know why it's going on, and they don't know how to fix it or to heal it or to break the pattern. So if you're someone who's tired of your relationships not working out or perhaps you've been cheated on, abandoned, or disrespected or not a priority or you're feeling those ways right now in a current relationship, then this episode is especially geared towards you because I'm going to share why our unhealthy relationship patterns persist and what we can do to break them once and for all. How we think about ourselves and treat ourselves is what is reflected back to us in our relationships. See, deep inside, we hope that by finding somebody else, they are going to fill all the holes in our heart. When oftentimes those relationships, because they start out from an unhealthy level of energy attraction, we tend to end and leave those relationships with only more holes added into our heart, and then that's when our pattern persists because we go out into the world and we look again for somebody else to fill those holes in us. So if we don't see our value, if we don't know and live our value going into a relationship, it's most often our person will not see it either. And then we tend to tend to blame them for the bad treatment and we point the finger and we want them to change which never ever works because the only power that we ever have is to change ourselves. But we don't really understand that, so we become really frustrated and upset and we build up resentment and then boom, a huge chasm is inserted in the relationship the minute that resentment takes root and eventually the relationship ends or we stay in it but we are super unhappy and unfulfilled. And all of that is because we sought to change the other person, which we have no power over, instead of changing ourselves. We try to make them adjust their behavior so that they would value us instead of learning to value ourselves and teaching them so. So remember, it all boils down to how we think about internally and treat ourselves is what is reflected back to us in relationships. So the only true power we ever have in a relationship and in life is loving ourselves so much that we are willing to speak our truth, set healthy boundaries, and to walk away if necessary. It actually becomes the defining moment. The moment when we see whether our partner values the relationship enough and is willing to do the work or not. And whether they do or do not value the relationship or do the work has nothing at all ever period to do with your worth. No one has the power to determine our worth. That worth was determined the minute we came into being as a child of God long before we even came here. Your person's choice to grow will only depend on how motivated our boundaries make them Combined with their own level of whatever spiritual development they are on, their level of humility or their willingness to take responsibility for their behavior. Are they someone that just blames or are they arrogant, spoiled, and entitled? Are they willing to own their stuff or are they emotionally weak? Are they yes man? Are they emotionally immature or perhaps even childish? Or are they humble and willing to see the truth and act on it? Are they fearful of losing you? Or are they willing to cash you in for someone who doesn't challenge them? I've had that happen several times. When I set boundaries, they cashed me in because there's got to be somebody, quote, easier. There is easier. But that easier is a doormat. That easier is a people pleaser. That easier is not going to challenge them. And to be with me meant that they needed to grow and heal some things about themselves that was directly affecting the way they treated me. Some people are just stuck and unwilling to grow. And it has nothing to do with you. You did not create it. And it is kind of tragic because when I see that happen, I just want to be like, oh, dude, if you could just figure this out, you're just so amazing but they're just not there yet, and there's nothing we can do about that. You might want, also want to ask yourself if you are so afraid of losing the relationship. If your person is so willing to cash you in that easily or not work for the relationship, is this really someone you want to be your lifer? Is this someone you think would make you a priority when it really mattered or be there for you no matter what? I've had my share of lopsided relationships, not once, not twice, but many times. And in fact, it's absolutely why I teach what I teach today. I learned how to break that pattern so I could attract and maintain a mutually loving and respectful relationship. And I learned that by setting limits, the men who really didn't value me for who I was or were ready for the caliber of relationship I was ready for left. Now, I know it's never fun when someone leaves you. Breakups are not easy, and I definitely don't want to minimize that. But in hindsight, I realized it was the absolute best thing they could have ever done for me. I've heard the phrase before that a person's rejection, man or woman, is your protection. And I just love that. And we have to know that when we have a deep desire for a healthy relationship, the universe must remove the obstacles to that healthy relationship that we are desiring. And sometimes that means the exit of somebody who is not willing to treat you right. So their exit is actually a gift because you are opening up space for that new person that will value you to come in. Now, contrarily, I also learned that the ones who really valued me and and saw who I was and loved me in their life, were willing to grow. Here's the deal. When we begin to see behaviors that we don't like, and this could take some months because in the beginning, everybody's on their best behavior, (laughs) it's important to start setting the precedence of what you require by speaking up as they come up and setting and maintaining healthy boundaries if necessary. One of my favorites, Ianna Van Zant, says, People violate you when you don't have clear boundaries, and they run amok. And also, Dr. John D. Martini says, any place that we are not empowered, people will overpower. But by setting clear boundaries is next to impossible if we are desperate or needy, because we tend to overlook, ignore, and deny what we're seeing. We make excuses for what our person is doing so we don't have to push the limits because we're so deathly afraid of losing them. But the problem is we don't weed people out in the beginning who are not good for us. People who will treat us respectfully and honorably and we end up with people who will continually cause us pain. Who wants to live like that? I don't. It was when I got sick and tired of being sick and tired that I finally did the work to heal whatever it was that was causing this dysfunctional pattern in my life. When we don't question behavior and set limits, we start. when we start to see questionable behavior or unacceptable behavior, we teach them that their behavior is okay. And I say when we start to see the behavior because many people wait too long to speak up. And that's on us, my friends, because we and only we are responsible for the way we allow other people to treat us. And if we don't speak up, unfortunately, that poor treatment will eat at us over time and we might become attacking or blaming, angry or resentful, or the contrary of distant and shut down, detached and uncommunicative. Either way you look at it, all those behaviors promote disconnection rather than connection. When we wait too long, also our person is not really motivated to change because they've gotten away with the behavior for so long. And then have you ever had somebody change for like a week or two and then go right back into the same crappy behavior? Well that's because there was no motivation for long-term healing. They might have adjusted their behavior for a minute, but it was very topical and superficial adjustments. And most likely, to be honest, it was just to shut us up. But there was no real motivation because they know we're really not going anywhere. Another point is is we've also not deemed ourselves as valuable, so we're often taken for granted and not made a priority. We don't matter to ourselves, so how can we matter to another person? And to be honest, to be a pushover and someone who doesn't speak up is not an attractive quality. We often think we need to be nice. We need to be nice. But in truth, it's often seen as boring or weak. And the truth is, deep inside, we like people that challenge us because we see their strength and we feel more safe investing our attention and time and love into that person. So let's back up to the beginning of when we first meet someone and we're initially faced with either bad treatment or unsavory behavior. I want you to know that that is the magical opportunity to start teaching your person how to treat you by communicating what is okay and what is not. And we don't have to do this angrily, we can do this just calm and powerful. Learning to speak up from the start is how we demonstrate our value and teach others what's required to be with us. And it's how we sort through who has the potential of being an ideal partner and who does not. And at that point, if your person is open to personal growth and really digs you and's into you and they're Start to see that they want to adjust themselves in order to keep you. But also our speaking up shows them that we are valuable. Also, it's important to remember that anytime someone changes or heals themselves or adjusts their behavior based on love or respect of ourselves, it is always a good thing. Please know that your boundary is actually aiding your person in their spiritual development and growth and it is truly a win-win situation for both parties now keep in mind we are not asking someone to change the essence of who they are or their unique individuality in fact we're not asking for change at all we are simply demonstrating that we will not stick around for crappy behavior and if our boundary motivates them to heal or grow, then beautiful. And if not, we can exit the relationship without deeper investment. Because we all know once we get further investment by adding sex in or combining finances or having children or meeting stepchildren or buying property together or combining our, our personal families together, that it can become even more difficult to exit a relationship when necessary. Unfortunately, you guys, there are millions of people who get caught up in the excitement that someone might complete them and they ignore potential warning signs. I was one of those people too. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm certainly not judging or demeaning anybody. It's what we do as human beings. So what stops us from speaking up and setting these healthy boundaries? Well, We are unable and unwilling to set boundaries and speak up for ourselves when we are desperate for a relationship, like I mentioned earlier. And why are we desperate? What causes this desperation? A lot of times it's because we think we are not enough. We want somebody to love us because we do not feel lovable. There is also a chance that we have a belief attached to it, like there's no one out there for us, or this could be our last chance. Or maybe someone's biological clock is ticking and they want to get married or all their friends are getting married or time is running out. Or maybe you think there's something desperately wrong with you, like you're short or tall or too old or too young or you're black, you're white or you're rainbow. You're not pretty enough, handsome enough. I mean, the list could go on and on and on with reasons why we compromise our sacred self. But the bottom, bottom, bottom line is we want someone to love and accept us so we can feel better about ourselves because deep down we don't feel like we're enough. And since we don't believe who we are, we believe someone or something outside of ourselves will make us feel enough or loved or like we matter, which is flawed thinking because that job is ours and ours alone. Additionally, when we enter into any relationship with an energy of desperation, we're weak we're so dependent on that relationship to make us feel okay that we will not challenge our person's bad behavior the way we should because there's that possibility that our challenge will make our person leave us, which remember what I said about that earlier in this episode. I also want to let you know this is not a gender-specific situation by any means. This is true in both males and females. I also want to mention that this desperation is can also masquerade as love because it feels so powerful and enveloping. It can feel addicting and like we cannot live without that person. And frankly, by calling it love, it kind of gives us an excuse to stay because saying I'm staying for love sounds way more acceptable than I'm staying because I'm desperate or afraid. But if we can get radically, radically honest with ourselves and sort through our patterns, we're going to realize that the root of all we do and do not do in our relationship is based directly on our level of self-worth. The level to which we matter to ourselves is directly proportional to how willing we are to challenge poor behavior in others. Let me say that again. The level to which we matter to ourselves is directly proportional to how willing we are to challenge poor behavior in others. It's also a clear indicator how likely we will attract, create, and maintain a reciprocally loving and respectful relationship. So what is the true antidote of all this? What is the thesis statement of this entire episode? Clean up your self-worth and clean up your life. It is the one true antidote to breaking the unhealthy relationship patterns that we've been experiencing for good. If you guys are interested in the work I personally did to heal my self-worth and reclaim my personal power, you can buy my book on my website by going to sweetempowerment.com and clicking on the book tab. Or if you're ready to dive deeper and you really want to go into some specialized coaching to help you reveal and heal your unhealthy relationship patterns, you can go to the same website, SweetEmpowerment.com, and click on the Work With Me tab. It's always so good to speak truth and to hear truth, and I hope this episode landed in your heart in a way that sparks hope and inspires you to reclaim your personal power so you can end your unhealthy relationship patterns for good. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and I'll talk to you next week.